welcome back, Pathless Peddlers, to another episode of PLP Talks. I know it has been a hot minute since I've done one of these, but I assure you it is worth the wait. We've got a super awesome guest today, uh, probably better known for his running uh, exploits, but has crossed over, crossed over successfully. I would pretty, I would say, into cycling. Uh, so let's welcome to the show today, Anton uh, Kropichka. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Russ, and. Uh... Nice work on the name pronunciation. That was you nailed it. <laughs> that, <laughs> <have> that's rare. <laughs> I have to confess, I looked up like a dozen YouTube videos trying to find one where someone pronounced it or you pronounced it, and then I wrote it down phonetically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I tried to do my homework. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm super stoked to have you. Uh, a couple years ago, Laura and I got into uh, trail running. We were actually uh, training for this event called the Flyathlon, where it was part uh, trail running and fly fishing. And if huh. you caught a fish, it would take off your running time. And in, in our research, I had stumbled upon that La Sportiva video of you uh, where you start out riding a bike. And I was like, man, that is the coolest thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was this one where we do like the long speed triathlon? Remember the title is called A Purpose? And you oh, talked a little bit that about one. Yeah. yeah, that one. That's a weird video. But yeah, okay. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been hurt a lot over the last four or five years. And biking has been a big part of uh, staying sane and getting outside still. So, yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that really struck me, uh, about that, uh, video in particular was when you were talking about, um, you know, just being curious and, and how that's just part of like having a, a well-balanced life and kind of putting yeah. all your eggs in one basket isn't necessarily healthy all the time. I mean, it's, it's been sort of an evolution for me because there is, I would say, well, I started running in 1995 and up until, uh, 2012, I would say 2010, uh, I was monomaniacal about it. I definitely had all my eggs in one basket. Uh, but then I broke my leg in 2011 and had to, had to start diversifying some. So, yeah. So did, did cycling come pretty naturally or had, had, did someone introduce you to the sport? Well, <laughs> I have, I have these scars on my chest from when I was four years old, I was, I was riding my bike. Uh, on a Saturday morning and didn't want to watch the Smurfs and, and, and I still had train wheels on, but I like sent it down the hill and our, or, or like driveways, it's like 200 meter long hill into a barbed wire fence and tore my chest open. Um, but so, so cycling and myself go back a long ways. But yeah, the fresh, my freshman year of college, which would have been spring 2002, uh, I got a stress fracture in my tibia, uh, from running and I bought my first bike actually. And I remember it was, four or 500 bucks, bought a brand new, a road bike. Um, it was like a giant TCR maybe, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just aluminum road bike. Remember it had a funky little, uh, stem that was like adjustable on it. Like right. you could <laughs> like crank it up and down, which is super weird. Um, but I, so I bought that my freshman year of college and then and was biking a lot, you know, just cause I had a stress fracture. And then the next fall, uh, so just a few months later, I got another stress fracture and I was biking again. And I really, um, I don't know. I did my first century that falls. It's been fall 2002. Uh, and then in September or like later in September, like the cycling club at the school, I, I went to Colorado college in Colorado Springs. Uh, they did like a three day sort of, uh, supported tour from Colorado Springs to Aspen, which is 160 miles. So we biked up there in three days. They like had a van that carried all of our stuff up for us each day. Um, but then on the fourth day, Sunday, I biked all the way back to Colorado Springs from Aspen. So like 160 miles in one shot. <laughs> and that was, yeah. So from the, I mean, from the beginning, I was kind of like, 
I don't know. I just approach everything with sort of a maximal obsessive mindset. Um, but anyways, I was talking to Haley and I was like, yeah, gosh, I was only 19 when I did that, you know, like rode 160 miles in one go. And, um, and it was on that, it was on that giant. Uh, but then I even went so far as to buy, I remember I, I like got like a, a rear rack, like a Blackburn rack, mm-hmm. a, a Goodwill or something and bought a couple panniers from REI. And I remember I, I, I like loaded them up once and kind of like went riding around the guard of the gods and it was enough to be like, cause I was like interested in like doing some bike touring, you know? Right, yeah. Um, and I was just like, this is bullshit. Like <laughs> just like, you know, you have rear panniers where they just yeah. don't ride, well, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I never went on like any proper tour ever, but I did a lot of riding mostly as cross training whenever I was injured for running, which is a lot. Um, even back then I was getting injured a lot. Uh, but then my bike got, that bike got stolen in 2006 and then I really was only running. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so that's, uh, that's kind of like the, my background in cycling. Uh, but if, then if you jump from like 2006 to 2015, uh, I had another stress fracture um, bought another bike. Finally, I had like a commuter that I rode a lot around town and stuff, but, um, bought, a, a 2009 Trek Madone, uh, so, you know, full carbon, like race bike yeah. and rode that a ton. This is in 2015. And then later that year, uh, a local bike company, uh, Reeb, I don't know if you're familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I'm not even sure how this worked out, but they like contacted me and my buddy Joe and like hooked us up with brand new, you know, hand, their whole thing is like handmade steel bikes, uh, American parts and everything. Um, just fabricated right down the road here in Longmont. Um, and we each got this model called the Sam's pants, which is like, really, it's like a drop bar mountain bike. It's kind of just an all rounder, you know, the axle to crown on it. I think it's suspension corrected for like maybe a hundred or maybe one twenty uh, shock. Um, and that was, so 2015 is really when I got into biking, I guess. Cause I, I had the Madone, I was riding that a bunch, mm-hmm. um, had the, the Reeb and was riding that a bunch, kind of like getting into the whole, like riding dirt, riding single track, mm-hmm. um, mixed terrain kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm like bar rig and, uh, it's really just taken off from there the last four or five years, I guess. So. Yeah. Was there, yeah, was, was there a certain experience where, you know, bicycling was less, you know, something to keep you active while you're recovering from a running injury to, to something that you sought out? <laughs> yeah, it, that's, that's a good question. It's funny. So this would have been spring 2015. Um, I had just run what's the last ultra that I've run. I ran, uh, like an 80 mile race over in Spain, Gran Canaria, uh, in March. And then, in, and then I got a, a stress fracture in my tibia and it was April and it was a really rainy April here in, in Boulder. And my buddy Joe, um, he, he, it's funny. He he's, has a whole, he's an ultra runner as well, but maybe 10 years ago on like a whim, he rode across the country, like toured across the country. Uh, he like had like flown in. He's from France originally. He flew into the country, bought a bike in Philadelphia and like rode it to, to rode it to work. <laughs> just like, that's just his style. But I remember it was really rainy that April. And the only thing I could do was ride a bike. And, uh, I remember like texting one day and I was just like, he's like, Oh, like, what are you up to? And I was like, uh, sitting here, like trying to motivate to go for a bike ride. It's raining out. Um, and he's like, yeah, once you get going, it's not that bad, you know? (laughs) And I, and I I, like responded with this super vitriolic sort of like, like screw you dude. Like I hate this shit. I was like over this, but like that day, like I went out, like rode probably like three or four hours in the rain. And was like, and that, that day, like totally flipped the switch for me. I was just like, Oh, like 
this is no big deal. And like, I really enjoy bike riding and it's all I can do right now. And you, yeah, as long it's fine, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then getting the Reeb later that summer. Um, but really it was the combination of like having the two bikes and being proper injured to where all I could do was bike and climb really that summer. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I just really later that, so that would have been 2015 later that summer, Joe actually did the CTR, um, on his Reeb, like rigid, like drop, drop bar bike, which is, I mean, he had like wrist pain for two months afterwards, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. but, um, he finished like top 10, I think. Um, but I, that really him doing that race, I drove him to the start down in Durango. <clears throat> um, it, it, that was kind of like my real, I was like, Oh, this is, there's a whole like culture behind this. There's like, like bike touring, bike packing. There's like a whole adventure side to it that I'd never considered before. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, I just kind of got into it. Are there, uh, what parallels do you see between running trail running and, and like riding gravel? Uh, they, it, it's that you didn't get you off the roads basically. It gets you from cars. And that's the other day recently, somebody was like, Oh, so like, what's, what's the deal with gravel bikes? Like why, why? And I'm like, well, a, I don't want to die. I don't want to get hit. <laughs> um, like I've, I've decommissioned my Bedone. I don't, it's, I'm like ready to sell it. I just don't really ride roads that much anymore. It's all, all of my bikes are pretty, pretty gravelly now. Um, and yeah. And then there's just like the whole kind of exploration sort of adventure side to it, I guess. That's similar to the difference between road running or track running and uh, trail running. Yeah. So it's, it's just having that, uh, I don't know, like self propelled, uh, movement, uh, in a little more organic environment, not as regimented, not as robotic as road running or track running. And the same with like, you know, the whole, I mean, it can get pretty, pretty psycho with road biking, just, you know, lots and Lycra and KOMs and all that stuff. So, yeah. uh, yeah, that's none of that's really why I ride bikes, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, uh, have you ever, I mean, I imagine like when you, in, you know, your, your endurance, like running events, you pr probably hit like really tough spots. Have you hit something like that on the bike ride before? Nothing comparable. Like they're just different. Yeah. You know, it's the, the short answer is that it's way easier. <laughs> running, running is incredibly abusive and it's like why I can't do it as much anymore. You know, it's just super hard on the body. And like, like, I think after DK this year, someone asked me, oh, like, can you compare like the Leadville 100, you know, running race to like DK? And I was like, dude, it's not even close. Like, like DK was definitely super hard. Like mm -hmm. I, um, I was like, damn, like this is for real. You know, like you gotta, like, you kind of have to like, I had to definitely dip into like my ultra running experience to like make it through DK. Um, but you know, the next day you wake up and you're just like, you're kind of fine. Or like you have like a beer at the finish and really you're <laughs> fine. You know, like maybe your butt's still a little sore, yeah. but, uh, but mine wasn't even really. Um, but with a hundred, like racing a hundred miles on foot, you're destroyed for a month, you know, like you can't walk right for a couple of weeks, you know, like it's, it's, and you get to a point, like there was never a point at DK where I was like, Oh, I don't think I can finish. Um, every hundred I've done on foot, there's always a point where it's like, this is absurd. And I have to try really hard to convince myself to finish, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know. There's not too many things more difficult than like yeah. <laughs> trying to run a hundred miles. Um, it's pretty rough. And yeah. <laughs> so when, when in, in that slight moment, when you did dip into some of the endurance running, like what, like what were you thinking about? Mostly hydration and fueling. 
just like the idea of, and a lot of, a lot of, uh, ultra marathons are really hot too. And DK was super hot. I think it's hot every year. It seemed pretty, it's pretty hot this year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just like really keeping, like taking care of yourself while continuing to put out like a high quality effort, you know, like, um, cause that's, that's the main thing. Like I've, I'd ridden 200 miles a handful of times before in one go, but never at like, you know, race effort, like high intensity. And it's a whole different thing, man. You just, you have to be like eating all the time. You have to be drinking all the time. You know, most of my riding, like I'm stopping, I don't carry almost anything on the bike, like some water usually, but never any calories. Like I just stop at a coffee shop and have like a muffin or a scone or something. Um, but here it's like, you know, you're just like eating bars and gels and choking them. Down. It's just, which is very, very similar to ultra racing, uh, yeah. you know, running. And it's an, it's an experiential skill, you know, it's, it's, if you have that background, it all comes pretty naturally. But if you don't have that background, it could be pretty overwhelming, I think, if you're trying to like ride DK for the first time and you've never done anything that long or hot mm-hmm. or intense before. So let's talk a little bit more about DK. How did you end up uh, riding with the Crest folks? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's all Ronnie. You know, I don't know. He just, he just like texted me and was like, hey, we're putting together a team and uh, do you want to do it? And it's funny because so I actually because of my relationship with the Leadville 100, you know, I've run it five times, uh, won it a couple times. Um, I kind of have a relationship with the Lifetime folks uh, who now own DK. And I had contacted them earlier in the spring. and was like, yo, like I'm interested in running DK this year. Like, and they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. We can get your spot. So I had a spot, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was cool when Ronnie like offered me the the crust deal or like Brooks thing. Um, because then I could just transfer my spot to my girlfriend, Haley, who'd like really gotten into bikes in the past year. Um, and we could both do it. Um, and, uh, it's funny. So I was like in this mindset, like I was going to ride my Explora and like really try and race it hard. And, mm-hmm. and, um, but so it took me like, like 12 hours sort of just be like, Oh yeah. Like it'd be cool. Like, cause because Ron was like, oh, yeah, you get to keep the bike. And I was like, oh, well, I'm in, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm a sucker for, like, a free bike. And, yeah. and the cross bikes are so rad, too. And yeah. Obviously in a completely different way than, like, a race bike. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that was – it was probably, like, a month before, less than a month. It was, it was like, really last-minute right. kind of thing, you know? <laughs> um, but I'd had the idea of doing DK in the back of my head already. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't, like, a huge mental shift for me or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know. That's how that came together. Um, yeah. You guys I, had the you guys had the best team kit. <laughs> I mean, all of uh, all of Ron's like sponsored stuff. I will say, and 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 Ronnie might be a little, he, he might be disappointed me, but a merino wool pair of bibs in like close to ninety degree heat and humidity was was a bit aggressive. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but beyond that. Everything worked out. It was like pretty normal. Um, I'd never ridden a Brooks saddle before, but I've, I've never really had a problem with any kind of saddle. So I, I know I think we got the bikes maybe ten days before the race. Uh, <laughs> so I, was able, I was able to get out and ride it a little bit before, and it was totally fine. But yeah, my butt was a non-issue on race day. Yeah. Um, so you, yeah. which which bikes were you riding? The the, the bum Bumbera, the pink. Yeah, one? the Bumbera. Um, we all we all had those, and it's funny because I was talking to Matt. Uh, you know, Matt Whitehead, I think his last name is at Crust. Um, and Ron, and I was like, oh, so like, why, how did you like pick the Bombor? And he's like, well, basically, it was the only model that we had like all of your sizes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's cool. Um, but uh, 
I don't know. It's funny. Like since the race, I've been riding that bike a ton. And like, I just did like a seven hour ride on it today. And I love that bike, dude. Like it's, yeah. it's such a, I was thinking about it today, like what it is about it. Cause you know, so I have the Reeb, uh, Sam's pants, which I was telling you is sort of like a draw bar mountain bike. And I get a lot of questions like, Oh, like what's the difference between the two? And there's a huge difference. I don't know. It's, um, like a draw bar mountain bike, like that thing's a 29er. It has a pretty high bottom bracket. I just feel like I'm eight miles in the air, you know, yeah. like when I'm on top of that thing. So it rolls over stuff really, uh, easily, but it doesn't, it's not quick handling. It's pretty long. Like it feels sluggish when you're riding it. Um, mm -hmm. especially loaded down on uphills or trying to like crank on the flats. Um, but the Bombora, I don't know. It's just that classic, like, I guess you'd call it like rando, like endurance road, sort of randoneering geometry. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful bike. Uh, you know, it just has the classic beauty to it. Mm -hmm. And, but because it's, because it's matte and it's crust, it's like, yeah, you could put like 2.4 inch tires <laughs> in there. It's just like, so I don't know. It's like, it's like monster rando. rando it's rando, rando cross. <laughs> yeah. It's rando cross, like rando punk, like, like bike for the zombie apocalypse that yeah. is also beautiful. You yeah. know, I love like the, the high standover in it because then you have like this huge triangle. Like I'm getting a custom bag made for it right now, which has me super sight because I can put like a client, like a 60 meter climbing rope in there. No problem. Um, and ropes are heavy. So having it centered like that is super nice. And, um, so I'm curious, like, did you, uh, did he set you up with the, the super wide handlebars or did, were you able to use narrow bars? <laughs> yeah. We, nobody, nobody, well, maybe Ron rocked the, he had, he, I don't know if he had the ultra wides on there, but actually it came, I asked for the towel rack. Uh, just because I think it's a super cool bar. It's just like, it's super weird. Um, you know, it's like Ronnie Crust exclusive kind of thing. Um, so I have a pair, but I ended up doing like two rides on it and be like, nah, I can't race with this. <laughs> and like, it's just like, you're just out there, you know? Um, I, I'll put it back on for like, oh, like the white rim or something, you know, if I want to like. Cause like it's like having a mountain bike bar at that point. You've got that such, such a long, like horizontal. Um, like, it is. Platform. The main thing is I found like trying to like crank up hill on it, like the leverage is just like too slow, you mm -hmm. know? Um, but it's, it definitely like gives you a lot of leverage and control, um, creates plenty of space for like the fabs chest. Um, but yeah, so I had put a pair of, uh, 44 centimeter cowbells on there, yeah. which is probably like my favorite bar for just like everything. I have a couple pairs of those. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I raced on. That's what's on it currently still. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's just like, a great all around bar. I think it's not too narrow. It has what it does have like a six degree flare maybe in the drops. I yeah. really like the bar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I do have a towel rack, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I just feel like it's also sort of like a collector's item at this point. <laughs> like, hopefully it becomes like widely accepted and popular and they can see, keep making them. But yeah. 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 At least I have a pair now. <laughs> yeah. Matt, uh, after DK sent over his, uh, his personal bike for me, the review, uh, so that's the the one back there. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, I hopped on it, and it was the first crest bike I've ever ridden. And I've always been like a little bit skeptical about the whole like a you know saddlebag on the front kind of thing. And but it's it it works. Like yeah. I hopped on, it's like holy crap, this is it's a super fun ride. Yeah. So I got a Ronnie sent me a chest back in it must have been over the winter, um, and it sort of like opened my eyes to like. Cause I, I do a lot of climbing. I do a lot of like biking to climbing and I can put like 
my full rack and harness and shoes and stuff in there. And it's like, Oh, like you take like those 10, 15 pounds off your back. It's just like so nice, you know? And, um, I was riding that on my Reeb and I have 46 centimeter cow chippers on there and it fits the small fits great in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think the, the saddlebag up front is rad. I just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my girlfriend and I are heading out on a tour tomorrow, uh, just like kind of like 4th of July over the weekend. And I'll be, I'll be rocking the chest on the front of the Bombora for sure. Yeah. 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 And the bike uh, itself, like I, I read it a little bit unloaded. I'm actually gonna go for a ride after we do this. Uh, it does have like a certain like springiness to it. There was just something a little bit, a little, a little bit more alive um, yeah. compared to you know, just kind of your, your, your regular carbon bike or something. There's just, I don't know. It's interesting. It's uh, I guess I'm just surprised. Like, I guess it's pretty short chain stays like what 425 maybe yeah um pretty steep head tube i think it's like maybe a 72 degree head tube um so it's just like a pretty like lively snappy bike yeah um you know it's a little heavy with the steel fork but it, it just looks so good yeah. you know like <laughs> I, I love the like that curved like rake on it it's yeah. really nice um and it does seem like the front end is softer than you know my other bikes have carbon forks on them and it's pretty chattery yeah. Um, and I don't know, but like I did a big ride, I guess maybe two weeks ago now on my Reeb and I was just like missing the crust a little bit just cause <laughs> it's like, does it have that same liveliness? It's just like, it's pretty sluggish, you know, and it's yeah. 29 er and, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, this is, this bike's like the perfect tweener bike for me right now. Like I ride it for everything. Yeah. Like today I was just on like the chunkiest kind of like Colorado mining road you can think of, you know, and mm-hmm. but I have like. 2.2 icons on there right now and it's just just eats it up and like i have the because i don't know i i still like trying to go fast and go hard and um so i have i have this stem like completely slammed which right. <laughs> i think that's the great thing about a crust is like yeah you can set it up as a touring bike but like this bike at least has like the geometry to like really kind of like go fast on it too you know yeah yeah i don't know it's fun i like it yeah yeah, I like that rear chainstay number. It's 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 below like the all rounder four thirty. It's not quite as like tucked as full on road, so it hits a nice balance that a lot of bikes don't have. The one that uh, Matt sent, it's got uh, their kind of integrated stem, and when I when I first hopped on it, I kind of bounced, you know, just to see how much it would flex. It actually gave a fair amount. Um, yeah, because I mean the head tube's not tapered, so it, yeah. you know it's a little thinner, and um, I don't know. I think wait, if it is four twenty five, I think it's about as talk as you can get it with a 2.4 mountain bike tire <laughs> you know like yeah. it's pretty it's, and running road crank still like i don't know i think it's yeah. such a cool thing like the yeah. only thing the only thing i would complain about is i wish it had three pack mounts on the floor yeah um, yeah which you should probably go probably go with uh, the evasion probably has that i would assume but yeah i don't know if evasion is quite as sporty as this but yeah yeah i asked matt a bunch of questions about the tubing if there's a tubing difference um, cause I heard that you might expect like a slightly thinner diameter stuff for, uh, for, for this one. So did you guys, as a, as a team cool breeze, do you guys have a team strategy? Uh, so this is, <laughs> I feel a little bit awkward about this because like, so Ron was like, you know, he was the captain for sure. Or coach, coach, as he likes to say, <laughs> and like, I mean, he brought it all together and he put a lot of work into it and I'm super appreciative of everything that, you know, from the product to just the opportunity to do the whole thing and the funding and everything. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, probably the ideal would be if like, we'd all like kind of ridden together for a while or something, but I don't know. Like I like to ride hard. Like I like to, I like to race. It's just, 
even if I'm mid pack, like I like competing, I like trying my hardest and that's just my running background and competitive running background. And, um, I'm not completely washed up and over the hill yet. So like, <laughs> I, I still like, I still, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of value in, in like giving your best effort. Um, and that's something I like to do. And it, like, I can go ride 200 miles whenever I want anyway, mm-hmm. but if I'm going to do it in a race, like I might as well race, you know? Sure. So that was sort of my attitude. Um, so I don't know. I think people definitely, I know Matt and Steph and Ron rode together for a while. I think, I think Leo was kind of like charging at the start for a minute. But then like, I mean, those rollers, dude, I can't imagine that shit with one leg. Like, it's just <laughs> like, I mean, I hiked, I think one hill the whole time, but like, <laughs> that's nuts. Um, so yeah, I don't know really if there was, or from the future, they want to have like more kind of like a cohesive unit or not. But, um, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the strategy was to like go out and have fun. And yeah. I think we all, had, we all had fun in our you know respective ways. Right. I think you guys definitely had some of the best photos from, uh, from the event. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the funny, so the, it's weird because I find myself sort of straddling this, I wouldn't call it a divide, but like, and this has been my, like my entire life in competitive endurance sports is I've never identified with sort of the mainstream, like, you know, heart rate and, uh, interval workouts and all of that stuff. Like I, I've always been, obviously I've, I've competed at a high level and had success at it, but it's been, you know, ultra running is very similar to gravel racing in that it's like a niche part of a sport. And, uh, I don't know. So I think it lends itself to having a little more like flair and character than just being like this, like, performance robot and so you know i mean i've i was thinking about this today actually like you know like the first first like ultras i ever did i was wearing just like random like collared shirts and stuff or like no shirt you know the standard and and that's just something that i've always and it's just a little bit of like a reaction to like the button down like look at like we're here we're serious athletes and like i mean I've, i always go as hard as i can and I, I love competing and everything but you have to do it with a little like without just being like another kind of like <laughs> buzzed hair like i don't know robot out there he's just like i've thought about it a lot in the past month and i don't see myself really doing a lot of gravel racing because like that's not why i ride bikes like i right. like i like the competition side of it but man it's just a you know, as Ron says, like a dental convention and like, <laughs> and DK is definitely like the end member, like the, the extreme end of right. the spectrum for ground. Like it's the peak. Right. Right. Uh, and I get inspired by, by high quality performances, but I'm also just like, I like going out and just having fun and having adventures on the bike, you know, and, yeah. and not like optimizing necessarily for like the perfect performance, you know, where right. I'm like, heart rate monitor and checking my watts and i don't know it's it just never has been part of my style as as a an endurance athlete ever so do you think you'll do other gravel events maybe not like racing at hardcore but like have there others that piqued your interest it's funny because i actually would have ridden the tour divide this year Mm -hmm. if i had to i was in italy all last week and i had to be there for some sponsors and um so that meant i couldn't do like the grand depart uh and that definitely interests me more like kind of the bike pack racing. I think the TD is super cool because it 
basically seems like it's a gravel race, right. you know, gravel, <laughs> gravel course, you yeah. know? Um, whereas, you know, like my buddy Joe, like I was saying, he's on both the CTR and the AZTR and those are like mountain bike races. Yeah. Um, my good friend Stefan is actually the founder of the CTR. Um, he's a climbing partner of mine. And, mm-hmm. uh, but so, I mean, I think I'll do those eventually, but I'll have to get a mountain bike. Like I'm not like Joe, I'm not going to do it on a rigid bike. Right. <laughs> um, but in terms of like pure gravel events, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think we're actually thinking about going out to Grinduro, okay. uh, uh, this fall. Um, you know, Haley and I were banding about, she had a really, she did DK as well and she had a really good time. She enjoyed it. Um, we were banding about doing that new steamboat gravel race, but it's funny. Like we both got like just pretty turned off by the, by their Instagram feed. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is our scene or not, yeah. you know, like just like not what we're into. Um, but I think I am actually, uh, this is really under like just, super low key race in Nebraska next month, or I guess this month, uh, it's just in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's called the Bohemian Stow Mill, huh. which Stow Mill means a hundred miles. And it's a hundred mile like gravel ride, uh, just North of Lincoln in Nebraska. And I grew up in Nebraska. I'm Bohemian. Um, yeah, it kind of like, it kind of connects in a lot of different ways for me. So I'm thinking about riding my bike out there. Um, taking this bikepacking.com route to get there and then mm-hmm. meeting Haley there. We'll probably do the race and then drive back together. Right. Um, so that's, I mean, I guess we're doing that. Um, I don't know. Touring is much more of interest to me. Yeah. I, I think we both want to go back to DK next year though. Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, It's just kind of like, I want to, I, I do kind of want to try and race it. I don't know. This is a counter to everything I was just saying, uh, but I, I, I'm very performance minded still. Um, and like, I don't know. I'd like to go under 12 hours or something. Just kind of like really race it. So yeah, definitely, definitely, I guess more gravel events in the future. There's a but, whole, whole new world of events for you to partake in. There are, but see, that's sort of kind of the thing is like, and this is something that I've always, like, I've, like I don't know if events are really necessary. Right. Like, and this was something with the, with the team Cool Breeze. I was like, was this like make sense to be sort of targeting events? But DK is the extreme in that like people take it really seriously and there's right. it's a huge like like is this how you should be evangelizing kind of the more like cyclotouring right. gospel <laughs> is that an event like DK but something like Grinduro I think really is like hits that sweet spot of like fun and you know there's like a handmade bike show sure. and like an art festival too and music like I really that seems like a really appropriate event for yeah. something like the Cool Breeze um, but I don't know it's there's at the same time, I think it is important to show people that, you know, like carbon, like narrow carbon race bikes are just kind of silly. Right. Uh, or that you don't have to wear like a, a full on like skin suit. <laughs> no, no, and, but also that it's just like this very specific bike that doesn't make sense in any context other than like trying to go fast on a road, you know, right. and uh, when the, you know, like the bikes that Matt designs are so rad and so versatile and, and beautiful and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's, it's, it's, it's opened my eyes a lot. You know, just kind of like following, you know, what Matt's doing with crust and and kind of like the philosophy that Ronnie espouses. It's like, yeah, there is this whole other world to cycling that doesn't involve like checking your power meter and I don't know. I don't don't have a heart rate monitor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm totally stoked on the you know crust and what Ron's been doing. Is because I feel like in, in, in cycling, you know, maybe you saw it in running too, um, that there is only like very few models of, of success or like what, you know, the, 
you know, pinnacle mm-hmm. or what you could aspire to as a cyclist. There's these very narrow archetypes, but now there's like this kind of fun misfit cycling where you don't have to worry about the watts and, you know, it's still part of the, the bigger picture. See, so that's definitely, I feel like the whole gravel scene is on this accelerated kind of pathway that, that, you know, ultra running is a little more mature than gravel. Cause you know, say like, if you compare like DK, DK was found in 2006. Um, I would say it's the classic event maybe in the world, but certainly in the U S mm-hmm. um, the, the analog in the ultra running world is Western States 100. Um, and the first running of that was 1974, oh, wow. you know, so like, <laughs> uh, like it's been around for a while. Um, and I've been doing ultras for 13 years now and, and have seen like the sport really progress in the last 10 years. And certainly when I started doing it and like when kind of the generation before me was doing it, like say like the nineties and early aughts and that kind of thing, it definitely was the scene of like the misfits and like the weirdos. And, and Mm -hmm. now it's, it's certainly since it's become more globalized and the Europeans have really gotten into it. Um, it's become much more professionalized. You can actually make a living at it now. Um, I've been fortunate enough to do that for a number of years. Um, and, uh, it's gotten really professionalized. Like people focus only on racing and take it very seriously and, and put their whole year around that when there's a whole, like, I don't know, adventure side to it that maybe is a little more accessible, a little less concerned about like the pointy end and, yeah, so I think do you, I think, do you think, do you think def- gravel will will follow a similar trajectory? Clearly, it is like it's it's becoming very. I don't know. I thought it was super cool that like the EF guys were there this year because it seemed like they had a really good attitude about it all. But that's as pro as it gets, you right, know. Like sure. um, it, it's and you know the same thing that's happening in ultra running. Like you guys have guys who've run like close to two ten marathons you know, doing trail ultras and, um, that's wild. Like that's, that's real fitness. That's a real athlete, you know? And, you know, my fastest marathon time is a half an hour slower. Like I'm just not <laughs> on that level. Um, but it's, but I think what the EF guys found out this year, which is really cool. And what, what I always found to be really attractive about ultra running is that there's all those X factors that make it so interesting, you know, like, like those guys didn't win, you know, this dude Colin Strickland won, And, um, and that's, it's just, there's so many different moving parts, you know, you have to take care of yourself and like the mechanicals and all that. I find that all that stuff to be really interesting. And, um, so I think it'll always remain a pretty like special and separate, uh, sector of cycling, um, you know, apart from road racing, professional road racing. Mm -hmm. But, and I, I guess here's my thing is like, and this is my same attitude towards ultra running, uh, absolutely allow there to be like a professional side of it because that doesn't mean like the entire, like you can do all these other events that are just like super rootsy underground, Mm -hmm. no entry fee, you know, like, like I think the sport of cycling is big enough to allow all that stuff to exist at the same time. And it's it's the same in ultra running. Like you can have, you know, no entry fee, just kind of like super chill, low key events. And you can have like the ultra trail de Mont Blancs, you know, which is, you know, you have 2,500 people running around in France and, um, and it's super hyped. And there's a lot of, all the media's there. And, uh, I think both sports are big enough to have that whole range in there. So like, there's no need to be, to like wring your hands about, uh, <laughs> you know, like pros coming in. And, um, but I do think, I do think there needs to be sort of like a model presented of like, yeah, you can, you can be a little more chill about this. Right. And 
not have to look and act like a robot to have fun, you know? (laughs) God, I'm I'm just like, I have a lot of friends who are, who are very sort of like mainstream cyclists that it, I mean, no offense, but it's just, it's never been something that's worked for me, you know? I think it's for sure like interesting times. I mean, that's, you know, the the misfit element of of DK was what originally um, attracted us. And uh, it's, it's been fascinating to watch it change so quickly um, in such a short period of time. I didn't feel any kind of exclusionary element while I was there. Yeah. Um, maybe that's just because I'm like a super outsider and don't have any experience. <laughs> um, but it's, I think there's, there's still that like kind of misfit attitude a bit. Um, yeah. I don't know. And like, you know, they have the DKXL now, which is right. like just push like that's that's for the real weirdos exactly yeah that's definitely something i have an interest in in the future um but uh but i don't know if you think just about like kind of like the 650b trend yeah that's been fully embraced the last few years like even since i've really been into cycling that's a brand new thing you know like the resurgence of that as a concept i mean like when did the byway come out probably only three years ago now maybe yeah um so having a brand like wtb putting out tires like that and so like in running, like all there is is the shoe basically, right? And like I was, I've been involved in running shoe development for gosh, close to 15 years now. And, and it's always, but to me, like cycling is really interesting because there's so much possibility for like product development and like, and like creativity and sort of like artsiness. And like, I've gotten really psyched on the idea of sewing my own bags and like welding my own frames and stuff, you know? I don't know, I do a lot of different sports, you know, like biking, climbing, skiing, running. Um, And running is by far the most simple, the most pure. It's just like a pair of shoes, your body, and like your surroundings. Um, And that's why it's so attractive to me. It's just completely unfettered. But biking, but, but the thing with running is you're limited like you're, you're, you're stuck inside your body. Right. Like you're limited by your, your musculoskeletal like structure, you know, and, right. and it can only take so much abuse, but a bike, like you remove that element and it's just right. pedaling and there's no impact. There's no abuse. And like <laughs> you take, take any weight, like stuff you're carrying and put it on the bike and it's not on your back. So like, it's like ultimate freedom. Like sure. Right. You're limited by like the surface. Like you need to have a trail or a track or a road of some kind. But as long as you like, keep putting calories and water and sleep into the system. Like you can go forever. Right. It's just, it's so rad. Like yeah. you can just keep going. And so it's like, it's this radical, like self-reliance. And, and so like, like Haley and I are taking like a bike mechanics course later this summer. Cause it's just like <laughs> the whole point of a bicycle is that like, you should be self-reliant. Yeah. I don't know. So like that aspect of it really gets me excited, I guess. Yeah. At, this, at the end of the day, it's all the same thing though. It's just like, you have this really simple machine you power it, mm-hmm. you take care of it, and it can take you wherever you want to go. It's so cool. I don't yeah. know. I love, I love that. Yeah. Cool. Well, that sounds like an awesome note to end on. Uh, be totally looking forward to your, your future cycling exploits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I've got a lot of ideas. So, yeah, yeah. I'm super psyched. And, yeah, uh, I know when I, when I first approached you, like, I think it must have been like over a year ago about uh, being on the podcast. You're like, well, I kind of do more of the running thing, but I think like you, you're, you're fully embedded in the cycling now. So it's yeah, I would say that I'm more, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of it has been like the last six months, especially with this injury too. Um, but I don't know that I'm just willing to identify more as a cyclist, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I identify as a runner for sure. And that's always going to be like, that's been my entry into the outdoor world. But sure. uh, yeah, I mean, biking's rad. So yeah. cool, Russ. Yeah, I really appreciate everything you guys do at Pathless Pedal too. And 
I love, I don't know, I enjoy watching the videos and listening to podcasts and stuff. So thanks for, pleasure having, having me on. Appreciate yeah. it. Cool. Thanks for being on the show. And uh, if you guys enjoyed this video or if you're listening to it as a podcast, uh, consider leaving a rating, uh, supporting the channel so we can make all fun content for you guys. And uh, as always, keep the supple side down.